This is The Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. It's episode 12, the end of volume 1. But the moment has been prepared for. Hello, it's episode 12, and The Mockery is officially one year old. And this episode marks the end of volume 1. Well, if you can hear this noise... Not sure if you can. It's the sound of my only fan as I sit here barely coping in this extreme, glorious June heat. I say extreme and glorious because I haven't quite made my mind up if I actually enjoy it or not. Probably not. If you've been on the Central Line recently, you'll notice it's hotter than the legal limit to transport cattle. A true fact. And if you've been on the new crossrail trains recently, you'll notice the excellent air conditioning and... Oh, wait, hang on. There aren't new trains yet, crossrail, are there? Where are you and why have you been so quiet in this... False promises. And the stairs, still not usable. So, uh, very sneaky TFL rail stroke crossrail, whoever owns it now in that franchise. Uh, Gary isn't here to shut me up at the moment on trains because he's currently working up in Manchester or possibly on the run from PC Toby March. No one knows really, but uh, we will be communicating to him later on in the episode. Or we'll try to, if you, if you can bear to listen to his whiny old voice. Um, talking of Toby March, we will obviously hear a lot longer interview from him uh, this episode and we'll be hearing about community policing around the gate uh, we heard from Mary Igo last episode about the Forest Gate Festival this uh, is of course looming up so we shall be here a little bit more from her as well so without further ado let's uh, welcome Mr Toby March and uh, see what he's got to say about crime and all sorts of other strange things that loom around the area hello 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 Manchester here can anyone hear me? No. No. This month we're having a chat to one of the more familiar faces in Forest Gate, as he will be known to many having appeared in Ellie Pierce's recent Wanted Poster exhibition. He looks after Forest Gate North, hello, 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 to PC Toby March. So, um, morning, morning. Morning. Toby, tell us a bit about where you're from, why you're a policeman, and how you ended up looking after Forest Gate. I was just lucky, I guess, to look after Forest Gate. I've been a police officer for 17 years, just over now. I joined in 2000, I was originally in Essex, and then in 2007 I'd had enough up there, and I moved up to the Met, and I came straight up to uh, Forest Gate Station, where I worked as a safer neighbourhood officer for Green Street East at the time. Um, my wife had just had our first child, and um, it was easier for me with the shifts to uh, to go into that kind of pattern. I didn't have to do nights or anything. I enjoyed the role, and I've moved over from there to uh, Forest Gate North. Must have been about three and a half years ago now, and uh, considering it's only probably about half a mile away. The differences between the two wards is absolutely huge. There's more of a sense of community in Forest Gate North and there seems to be more people who want to build on that community, which, as far as I'm concerned, makes my job a whole lot easier. Have you always wanted to be a policeman? Um, I didn't grow up wanting to be. I was a salesman at the time when I first joined and uh, I'd studied photography and um, I applied to become a forensic photographer with Essex Police. This was years ago. And um, one of the guys that I was working with up in 
Old Street in London. I chatted to him about it and he, he literally just looked at me across the table and went, you'd be a good placement. I said, why is that? He said, well, you're good at talking to people, you're quite big, you come across really well. I went, really? He went, yeah. So I literally picked the phone up, phoned Essex Police, got an application form. 18 months later, I started uh, with Essex Police. I don't regret doing it. It's certainly a job like no other. It's advertised as like a job like no other, and it is like no other. No two days are the same, and you literally come in, you think, oh, what am I going to be dealing with today? Sometimes it's great to do stuff like this. Other times I can be stuck on a crime scene when it's cold, wet, boring. But it's got its ebbs and flows. Have you ever said you'll nick sunshine? Yes, I have. I've said it too many times. Probably said it to the wrong people as well. The, the word that you're nicked are um, worldly understood to mean you are under arrest by a police officer of the law. So, yeah, it has been said. Quite enjoyable to say it as well. Do you still use the NATO phonetic alphabet? Yes, still have to. As do you remember Al- it all? Yeah, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Hotel. Can you do it backwards? Uh, why do I need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things they first teach you, apart from certain sections of law that you have to you get uh, trained on. There's theft, criminal damage, and uh, assault, robbery, which are your, your bread and butter offences. But the one thing I say is you've got to learn the phonetic alphabet because you know otherwise you're going to go out and everyone does it. You go out and say, yeah, registration of a vehicle. Uh, yeah, it's um, apple, banana coughing but so what I used to do is when I was driving home I'd be reading out all the uh, number plates of cars phonetically I still do it now let's talk about Forest Gate what did you think about the area before you worked here and has that perception changed now that you are here I knew the team that was here beforehand I knew the skipper and he actually asked me to come and work with him Um, at the time he said you know there was a big shake up and uh, a lot of the what my role is a dedicated ward officer DWO they said they're going to shake us all up and they're going to move the experience around and um, Sergeant Raj who used to work out of the little police office on Woodgrange Road speaking to him he said come work for me I want you to come work for me I've worked with you before so I want you to come work with me so I put in an application and got it like I said it's considering it's only about half a mile away from Green Street East it's just so different it's not there's more drugs I would say more problems with um, heroin users walking around the streets never used to really get that Um, and the problem with them is that they're very sort of small or petty minded and they don't like going out from where they know so once they've got a little area you'll find even when they get released from prison they won't go off somewhere else they'll go back to you know familiar surroundings Um, so it is quite hard to get rid of them crime unfortunately is uh, always present wherever you go Um, and it's just different types of crime Um, up here there's more theft from motor vehicles more um, ASB of uh, people hanging around in stairwells but that's only because we've got more flats and high-rise buildings than uh, where I've previously worked. Crime-wise, it's not dramatically different, but population-wise, it's vastly different. I find it easier to deal with now, but when I first um, transferred up, 
obviously um, Essex, Basildon, Pixie Lane has got very, very small amount of uh, ethnic minorities who are coming up to work in Green Street. It's just, you know, Asian population is huge. And I found that really quite hard to deal with. That's the hardest thing to deal with. I was now a nobody in a huge police station in a huge uh, police service. Whereas, like, ten years later, I know an awful lot of people. Um, I know an awful lot of people on different areas. Um, it's more comfortable for me now. What's the best-kept secret in Forest Gate? Oh! Ooh! Um... One of the places that I love, because not everyone can get there, because you have to have the special fob, is the top of Emily Duncan Place. Garden's up there, and it's lovely in the summer. Um, it's still a little bit noisy, but if you sit right in the middle of it, you can just look out, and you can see the very edge of London. You can see all out to the Gherkin, and, and it's lovely. There are some lovely people and some lovely places here, but it's just not, it's just not publicised enough. What's been your strangest day at work? Yeah, strange days are always major events like Notting Hill because you plan for everything and then something completely different will happen. You know, it's dealing with the unexpected. That's the job. My name is Priya and I'm English teacher in East London. And you are the mockery well, thank you very much, PC Toby March, for that rather excellent interview. And uh, well done to Gary for interviewing him. Um, there we go. don't know if you want a, a certificate or something, but uh, well done. What I do deserve a certificate for is uh, that I do know my phonetic alphabet off by heart. Uh, I shall now reel it off for you if you're even interested. Alpha B to Charlie Delta, Echo Foxtrot, Golf Hotel, India, Juliet, Kilo, Lima, Sierra Tango, Uniform, Vetra, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee Zulu and I know the cynics out there will go he's just read that off a page wrong I did have the alphabet written out because I often get that in the wrong order um, because uh, well because I should actually know that since I was about three but uh, hey ho well there was Vectra right I'm not 100% sure but uh, there we go um, I imagine Gary will have cut half of that off in the edit suite anyway I say edit suite he, it's in his lonely Manchester hotel and he, he's probably there weeping Manchester, la la la, Manchester, la la la. Manchester calling, Manchester calling, here again. Um, yes, still up here, still listening to you, jabbering on with this NATO phonetic alphabet. Lovely it was too. Toby March couldn't do it backwards. Why couldn't you have a go if you'd got it written down? I know you had it written down, and you still got Vector wrong. It's Victor. But there we go. Not weeping in my hotel, having a great time. No doubt missing you all, I'm sure I am. Yes. Uh, Gary, are you there? You there? Possibly not. I don't know. Um, Also, talking of uh, police, uh, you may be interested in uh, watching the Met Policing London, which is on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, Forest Gate did feature in the first episode. I'm not sure if it's actually still available on BBC iPlayer. If it's not, well, then I'm just wasting my time here. But uh, it is worth a look. Yes, Tom, a quality production from the BBC pushing Forest Gate to uh, the nation. Uh, lovely stuff it was too. Um, and now it's uh, part two of our interview with Mary Igo. So uh, more about the festival, which is coming up very soon. 
So uh, do your best to pop along. We use as much local talent as we can. We like to put on lots of things for children as well. There will be a stage again, hopefully, if we get some money. Um, usual stuff and then as many stalls as we can manage. Craft stalls, food stalls, the, the usual. And if I was a stall holder, how much would it be to uh, have a stall? In a... It's £20. What a bargain. Um, and that's just for a place, we just allocate your place. You would need to bring your own table and a gazebo, sunshine, rain, protection, um, and everything else you need. Um, and again, you can book the stalls on the Forestgate website. Uh, there's a Eventbrite booking form on there, or on Facebook. Are you teaming up with any local businesses to expand the festival, such as, I don't know, the Forest Tavern or widen it as in the mm. in the gate, as it were, is that is that in the any plans at all? We haven't got plans to make it much bigger. The street's pretty full. You know, you you've mm -hmm. been and you'd see how how full it gets. Um, but you know, we do want everybody around Forest Gate to know about it. And I still meet people after eighteen years who say, "Oh, I didn't know about that." So uh, we want to spread the word as widely as we can. Um, the Forest Tav usually does a Forest Gate festival evening. They put on more music yeah. and lots of beer, lots, <laughs> yeah. lots of drink, and uh, yeah, and we, you know, we direct people over there, and then, um, you know, I think local businesses do get more footfall during that day, and lots of local visit businesses now um, take out an advert on the back of our flyer and help us with the funding, so. That's all nice. So you've been to 18 festivals. Uh -huh. What is your... Oh, no, I missed one. You missed one. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> I think I had to go to a wedding oh. or something. I have, but yeah. Inconvenient. <laughs> but uh, what is your favourite part of the festival? Oh, I, I love the way that the, um, the street's traffic-free. Mm. We manage to... You know, the street's closed mm. to traffic, but also we usually get every car off as well, and... That's just fantastic. And people have their gardens open sometimes, they is that right? They do. Yeah. They often have a stall on their front. Um, but yeah, people come out and sit in their garden and have a picnic and the children can run around freely. And I think that is one of my favourite things. Well, final question here. Is there anything else you would like to tell the Mockery listeners about the festival which we might not have covered? I'll tell you what, I, I have got this idea mm that in front of the stage, I would like to put a sort of grassy area and deck chairs. So if anybody's got any. So Mockery listeners, we need anyone who has any artificial grass. I think, what's it called? Uh, it's got a special name as AstroTurf. No, it's better than that, isn't it? It's that, it looks like I real I think it's grass. worse than yeah. that. I think <laughs> AstroTurf is what you play games on. It is it? true, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so, any old cheap green stuff. <laughs> so any old cheap green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we need some grass, tables and chairs. But at the front of the stage. Yeah. Sounds great. Maybe even a small beach with sand or is that could take you too far? Well, what a great idea. <laughs> Maybe next year could be the beach. So let's just recap the date of the festival is Saturday the fifteenth of July. And the time? Uh, it starts at eleven and finishes at six thirty. If you've got a stall, you need to be there well before that and get your car off the street by ten o'clock. Will it be towed otherwise? 
it, it depends whether we can afford to have things towed. Newham love towing cars. <laughs> well, Newham charge you for towing oh. cars. They charge us for towing cars. It's not like them to make money. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, they don't fund it anymore. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, Mary Go, thank you very much. Thank you for that interview, Mary Igo, and we hope the festival goes well, uh, that you get all your stalls out and everybody turns up that you were expecting. So yeah, good luck with this one and good luck with future ones. Hi everybody, my name is Claudia, I'm the manager of the Golden Fleece and you're listening to The Monarchy. Yes, you are. Oh no, I mixed that up. <laughs> now we move back to PC Toby March and it's Tom that's weeping this time as uh, his application still hasn't been processed. I wonder why. Um, so yeah, no train driving, no policing for Tom at this point. I wonder if Toby's got anything to say about that. Talking of pictures, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, in the gate library at number eight, uh, real artist Ellie Pierce and her dad (laughs) were employed to make a couple of wanted posters for the police. (laughs) Identikit pictures, I think they're called. Has anyone tried to arrest you and claim their reward for handing you in? It was... Well, we, when we came in the other day, I didn't even notice that the picture had been put up. I think Jeff put it up there because he missed me because I, uh, I was off for a couple of weeks. So I came in to see him and um, it's about an hour or so later someone comes in and Jeff was talking to him or talking to her and he goes, uh, Do you like our new picture? And she turned around and goes, Oh, yes! Looked straight back at me and Jeff and went... Who's that? <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough. Um, but I got the picture done through Ellie. Uh, Jeff put me in touch with her. Uh, got to told they're looking at a local artist who wants to do pictures of people in the community, uh, local residents, etc. I said, yeah, it's fine. So um, me and my colleague Sully contacted her and she drew this all individually. Do you like getting involved in events like that? Or is it encouraged that you... It, well, I'm a dedicated ward officer, so it is encouraged that I get involved in anything community-based. Um, it's, it's certainly not frowned upon, because, I mean, stuff like this, uh, I know for a fact there's not many other DWOs get the chance to do it, so when you're offered it, yeah, definitely do that. Um, you know, the, the, you might not have the world's biggest amount of listeners, but the listeners you've got will probably know me. They might not have spoken to me before, but they would have seen me about. So, yeah, certainly not frowned upon. Brexit, will that affect policing? Not to the point where I think it's going to affect how we deal with people. Um, whether or not it's going to take numbers of police officers, I couldn't tell you. I'd like to think not. Um, yeah, I don't think Brexit's going to have a huge impact on how we deal with crime. But like I said, I'm hoping it doesn't have an impact on our police numbers. I can't see how it will. Do you have many EU police? Yeah, I work with uh, Diana Serbaleski, the other PC on my team. She's Romanian. She's only been in a couple of years. But uh, there's Romanians, there's quite a few Eastern Europeans. Um, yes... Uh, yeah, loads. One final question, really. Um, and I'm sorry to have to ask it's you, right. but it's, it's right. from Tom, one of our mockery presenters, oh, who was Tom. wondering how his police application is going 
as he can't be a train driver, they've rejected him. Um, <laughs> could you put the word in? <laughs> well, if he's not good enough to be a train driver, he's certainly not good enough to be a police officer. <laughs> Any messages you want to send out to Forest Gate, North, South? Yeah. Um, don't care who you are, where you come from, race, uh, sexuality, or anything else. Um, no matter what you're dealing with police in the past, don't treat us all the same. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to treat everyone the same. If I did, I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in. If you have an issue and you don't want to phone 999, phone us. It's 0208 721 2598. It's not an emergency number. Um, but I can promise you, you will be dealt with as you would expect to be dealt with. Uh, that's the main role of a DWO. Toby March, thank you very much for your time. No problem, Gary. Thanks for your time. This is Russell the Roofer. This is Brenda. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Mockery. mockery. <laughs> is it still running? Well, it's got to that time when we must thank our contributors. So that's PC Toby March of the Forestgate Police Unit and, of course, Mary Igo of the Forestgate Festival. And just remind you that the Forestgate Festival is Saturday 15th of July from 11 o'clock till 6.30. And I say, if you are interested in getting involved in any way, please do contact them via the Forestgate Festival website. Hopefully the world will stay lovely. Um, hopefully, perhaps a little bit cooler. But hey-ho, can't, can't have everything, can we? Oh! <laughs> Ooh! Um. Now, I did say that this is the end of Volume 1, and I am actually going to take a step back from the mockery now. So, alas, you will not hear from me for a bit. Uh, you might be cheering now. Yay! Or you might be letting the news settle in and be silently weeping. Or, or that could just be the continued sweat from your brow. Well, I've certainly enjoyed taking on this audio journey through the Forest Gate year, meeting the people, the eccentricities and train facts. Uh, lots of them, in fact. I'm uh, waffling again, which is perhaps more of a reason for me to get off the air. I say the air, it's not the air at all. That's that's radio, and, and I am. Uh, this is, in fact, a podcast. So, uh, so uh, um, again, I'm uh, full of, full of, uh, full of errors. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening. But for now, thank you. Thank you for listening. I've been Mr Tom Gresham, and goodbye. Well, not too much of a yay, Tom, as uh, it's also my last mockery for a while. Uh, I'm stepping back too. Uh, it's time for a break. We've done a year, we've had a good time, we've interviewed and met many lovely people in Forest Gate. There are big stories here for people to tell. Uh, we hope we've told one or two of them. So yeah, we're handing back now to Mick Clark at Coffee 7, who came to me with an idea he had over a year ago now, to put this together. Now it's his turn to take the reins, plan what he wants to plan, and uh, move it forward. But uh, I'm sure it's not the last you'll hear from me and Tom. Thanks for the support, and we hope you've enjoyed it. Good luck, and see you again soon. I'm Gary Reed. Thank you, and goodbye. Hi, my name is Taslima. I work in Forest Gate, Ghost Chile, and you listen to The Mockery. Who said, who are you? I said, 
It's me, Num Num Orange. The editor did a bit of research on his computer and that, then asked me what kind of book I wanted to write. I said I want the same deal as Tatiana and I want to do a picture book about inky marks on the body. The editor said, okay, you can do your book. And now I'm putting the finishing touches to my first figurative dot to dot book. And all the money goes to me. Nom 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 nom. This is the Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. Interviews were conducted by Tom Gresham and myself, Gary Reed. I edited everything together. Dan uploaded it. We're on Facebook and Twitter at the Mockery. Opening and closing music was Set the Fire by Swimming Tapes. Details of other music and sound effects used can be found at the Mockery website at themockery.com. Thanks to Chop Chop Creative. The views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the contributors providing them and do not represent the views of the Mockery podcast. The Mockery is a 2017 GMTD production for the Forest Gate podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Jeff and Andy at number eight for their help providing premises for the interview with PC Toby. Good luck with your new venture. Come back soon for episode one of volume two of the renamed Little Fish Podcast The Beautiful Life of Nom Nom Orange in Forest Gate. Shut up, Nom Nom.